everybody. Welcome back to another Podmas episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode four of Podmas 2021. Now, these stories that I'm reading lately has made it very clear to me that we are in a crazy day and age when mothers could think that it's okay to use their children as bait, as switch, as a way to spite their child's mother. I came across three different stories, all different examples of the same thing, of child custody dispute. And the theme really is when petty goes wrong, okay? When petty, when being petty, when being childish and emotionally immature goes wrong. And by wrong, I mean death. By wrong, I mean developing abandonment issues for your child to feel and experience as he or she gets older. By wrong, I mean growing resentment towards the absentee parent because the child thinks that, oh, well, my parent, my dad or my mom, in this case, the dad, my dad left me, my dad abandoned me, my dad doesn't love me. And now you're allowing your child to develop these negative low vibrational feelings that should not have been the case had you been emotionally mature enough to handle a separation between parents and yet still allowing a closeness to be had between father and child. Let's get into the first uh, story here. This literally happened December 11th, okay, this story. And The title of this article is Man Goes on Facebook Live and Confesses to Killing Ex-Girlfriend Before Killing His Ex-Wife Then Commits Suicide. My God, today! Huh? So neither children in any of these dynamics have either parents, right? So he had a child with his ex-wife. I don't know how many children, but he had a child with his ex-wife and he had a child with his ex-girlfriend. Now his children, their children no longer have their mother because he killed them and no longer have him because he, he then killed himself. And if he didn't kill himself, then he would have been in prison and their child would have still lost a parent, two parents at the same time. Let's get into the details of this story because it's really just disturbing. And uh, this actually took place in Baltimore. Um, And I'm just going to read a couple of lines here from this article. So this Baltimore man was experiencing grievances in regards to custody arrangements when it comes to his child or children with his ex-girlfriend. And he went on Facebook Live to express all of that grievance, all of that anger and feelings of upset that he was experiencing for a number of years or a long, lengthy amount of time. This not just happened. This has been an ongoing battle between his child's mother and himself. 
So he goes on Facebook Live and he just he's ranting, as we all do. Uh, well, at least I know I do for for the most part. I keep things some things to myself, but for the most part, I'm either ranting either on here or on a social media platform. And this is what he's doing. But the difference with what I do or what like normal people do in general is that we're not going to go on Facebook Live, Instagram Story, Instagram Live and start talking about, you know, bitches that we killed. Right. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I really just killed that nigga last night. I was sick of his shit. Like, you don't do that. Um, but that's what he did. That's what he decided to do because he has had enough. And I guess at that point he knew he was going to kill himself because at what point, like, I mean, you might as well, right? (laughs) You're going on Facebook live and you're admitting to killing two women whom are the mothers of your children. And you're just casually admitting to, their 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 death due to you killing them i mean you might as well go ahead and just kill yourself at this point at this point go ahead so uh baltimore baltimore police were called to the first crime scene around 1 30 p.m on saturday after neighbors reported hearing gunshots they found a rear door kicked in and the body of a 41 year old woman inside oh my god um and uh In this Facebook Live video, he's saying these words verbatim. He's saying, anyway, I just just did something crazy, man. I just shot my ex-girlfriend in the head, he says. Felt like a dream. I never thought I would be that guy. I can't go to prison. So the person that really started my depression and all of this is my ex-wife. So she next. Then I'm going to do myself too. And that's exactly what happened. He just laid it all out. Like, hey, you know what? I first killed this woman, and now I'm about to go ahead and kill my ex-wife because she's the one who's at the start and the ruta and the tuta of my depression. And you know what? I'm not going to go to prison for this, and I don't even want to live at this point. Uh, Fuck them, and I'm going to go ahead and kill myself at that time. And that's what he did. I just paraphrased it again. You know, it's... It's beyond me to understand this, but let's try to grasp some understanding here. Now, here's what I personally believe. Here's what I personally believe. I personally believe believe that we all have some crazy in us. We are all capable of killing. I mean, is that weird to say? I think we all can kill We are all, no matter how innocent of a person you are, no matter how humble or shy of a person you are, you could kill somebody, something, but let's just be very clear about that, right? And I also feel like we all have a an amount of crazy that hasn't been unleashed yet. We all have an amount of deranged, that hasn't been released yet because we stay in this status quo in the society that we live in. We stay in this box. We conform for the most part and we just walk the narrow path for the most part, right? You're not going to walk into work and start flipping tables. You know not to do that at your workplace. You know not to 
go crazy at church while everyone's worshiping and praising and you're you're swearing cussing up a storm you know how to tame that side of you and yet when an opportunity arise to unleash the dragon the dragon is out and this is the opportunity that arose for this man of course, I'm not giving him any excuse, but I want us to look at everything holistically, which is why I started this podcast in the whole first place of it all, right? I think it's important for us to have these discussions because this is not the first man who's done this, and this, unfortunately, may not be the last man. And what I'm finding to be the consistent trend here is that there is a case of a woman whom decided not to have her children's father be a part of their children's life. And let's just say at the very least, she's just doing that because she's petty. At the very least, maybe she's mad because maybe the ex-wife is mad that he moved on with a, another relationship and he's seemingly happy now. And you know what? You don't deserve to see my child. Or maybe you was a shitty husband or shitty partner in my life. And because I'm so mad of how shitty you were towards me, I'm going to take it out on you seeing my child. And I'm going to present this to the courts because typically they do um, believe women more than they do men. So I'm going to present it to the courts and they're going to allow me full custody. And even even if they do give joint custody, I'm going to make it so difficult for you to have any involvement with your child. And I may even, for the most part, the child, the children are sleeping in the same home with the mother. So for the most part, the mother may be, because the mother has more access to the children, the mother will, you know, most likely feed and infiltrate their child's mind to think that dad is uh, dad is crazy dad doesn't love me Uh, i don't want to stay at dad's house that's icky and the child's mind is now tainted with all of these lies and fabrications because the mother is so hurt and petty based off of something that the dad did years and years ago okay Now, you also have a case of this man, he said in this Facebook Live that the mother was lying to the child and lying to the courts, uh, feeding lies to the child and saying, daddy touched you, right? Daddy touched you, right? Daddy touched you right here, right? And he did that, right? So clearly making up a lie of molestation taking place in the hands of the father. And of course, this is like sickening, right? You don't want to even think that a mother could lie on her child. But unfortunately, there are women, there are mothers out there who do this, who actually play this role of this just vile human being because of hurt, because they were hurt, because they were heartbroken by their by their child's father. And so how am I going to hurt you the way you hurt me? I'm going to cut off any possibility of a healthy, loving relationship with your child. And so that affected this man. That affected this man. And now that has created this internal anguish, 
this internal turmoil that he has to live with day to day as he is fighting the court system as he is trying to prove that he's stable that he's that he's you know just on the right path that he is a clear-headed guy and again we know the courts favor more of the mother than they do the father so it is difficult to prove this and it's years is ongoing and courts are already backed up with so many cases you have covid still out in these streets and so that's gonna further delay things so everything is riding on this man and he can't catch a fucking break he can't catch a fucking break and again i have to say this again i'm not excusing his behavior but we have to understand what makes someone get to this point what happened before he decided to get the gun and go to his ex-girlfriend, shoot her dead, and then proceed to go to his ex-wife, shoot her dead, and then decide, you know, I'm going to go ahead and off myself too because I might as well. What happened prior to that? Because we have to get to the Ruta and the Tuta. And that's where we are. It starts from the relationship between two adults who has one person in the party who is not emotionally mature enough to still allow a healthy and loving and nurturing relationship to take place with said parent that he or she is still mad at. That is sick to me. So this is what happened recently. And I think when we have more of these conversations of what does parenting look like, what does co-parenting look like, then we could avoid an outcome like this. But unfortunately, you have a fucked up court system that is typically favoring the woman and not at all giving voice or opportunity for the man, for the father, to be given just a chance to prove himself as a stable, functional figure in child children's life. It's really just sickening. And, you know, I want to also give fault to the father here. I think, though, when you have a history of, because this is not one woman, it's two women, his ex-girlfriend and his ex-wife. Now, I wonder, what about those women that you are pick whom you are picking what about those women whom you are picking that continues to play this petty role of not allowing you to see your children for whatever reason like what about those women where are you finding these women and I, you know these things are common unfortunately like it's not surprising to hear eg- examples and stories of women of mothers who purposely strain the relationship between father and child so I just think it's strange though that this is not just one mother there's two mothers and both of them don't want him to see their children why is that why are you picking these types of women whom are not emotionally mature enough to handle any discord between two adults to not allow it to bleed into the relationship that you have with your child or children. It's really strange to me. So that's one case. 
There's a podcaster that I listen to. His name is Dante Nero. And I just found out, and mind you, I'm a very detail-oriented person. And I know the times that he um, releases his episodes for his podcast. And I've been noticing that a new episode hasn't been released since October. And I'm like, is this, is my calculation right? So I check again. I even like uh, check the podcast site to see what's going on. If there was an announcement made that I may have missed, none of that was said. So just a few days ago, I noticed an influx of several quote unquote new episodes. And I'm saying quote unquote new episodes because these episodes coincidentally were released at the same time, like two weeks ago. That's the date that it said, but it didn't load up in my podcast app just until like a few days ago. So it was just weird. So I think these episodes are just like old refurbished episodes that he decided to just re-release and make it seem like he's been podcasting frequently, which is like, don't fucking lie to me. Like I take my listenerships very uh, seriously. I take uh, producing podcast episodes very seriously. And I just find it to be insulting as a listener to a podcast, has an avid listener to a podcast of the podcaster just deciding not to make any announcements of their hiatus. Like, what the fuck happened? So I'm just thinking like, okay, that's weird. Um, So I see him on a guest. I see him as a guest on another podcast, the Godfrey podcast. And he is talking about his personal life, which he does from time to time. He'll share a lot of his personal experiences from past to present and to like some advice that he would give to men and to women. But his podcast, uh, Dante Nero's podcast is more focused on like how to like be more righteous in your manhood. It's fine. say whatever. But I take a lot from it because it's just interesting to hear the man's perspective or just his perspective, uh, perspective is entertaining. So anyway, so Dante Nero's on the Godfrey's podcast and he gets to talking about his personal relationship and I'm saying relationship because the marriage is null and null and void the marriage is null and void so he is legally married but according to his story my god today and I have to pause because (laughs) I was literally so you know how you're watching something but you're not really actively engaged you're on your phone you're Uh, Just doing something else. You're not really paying sole attention to said thing that you're watching. So I'm watching this. So I'm watching. I'm just like scrolling through my phone while the podcast is playing on YouTube on my TV. And I'm laying on my bed. And Dante Nero starts talking about his marriage and a particular event that happened recently in his marriage. And as soon as he said it, I looked up. I'm like, nigga, what? I I paused scrolling through my phone and I had to run it back. I literally rewind that moment just so I could understand it better. Like, I'm sorry, what happened? Huh? So what happened was, let me tell y'all. So what happened was, so Dante Nero is legally married. I'm saying that on purpose, legally, because obviously you're legally married, but I'm saying that on purpose because the marriage is null and void. Uh, he's married to a woman whom he met, um, who is from London 
and uh, she is 34. He's 50 something. I think he's 55, uh, but he's in his 50s. And um, he met her. I don't know how he met her, but she was in New York when he met her. And again, she's 34. And I'm just saying that just to add context. I don't really care about the difference in age. I don't feel like he's a predator. I don't know. You know, people like to be like really annoying when it comes to age difference sometimes. But anyway, so he uh, met her in New York, which is where he lives as well. And they get in a relationship uh, for a year. And at the start of the next year, so the second year mark, they got married. So they got married. And within that second year, she got pregnant by him and they had their first child and this is his first child and this is her first child and he was you know thrilled about it he wanted to have a child this is his first child like I said and he was just excited about this new chapter and the marriage though happened rather quickly because I just, as an avid listener of the podcast, there was no inclination of him seriously dating someone or chopping it up and thinking, you know, guys, I think I'm going to really, you know, make this serious with her. I think I'm going to marry her. Like, there was no indication of any of that. So I was really taken aback when I was listening to one episode and I was like, wait, he just said he just got married? Huh? I'm like, okay, well, congrats. It was just very random. He just kept that away from us. So I'm not sure exactly what motivated him to get married. I'm not sure if she gave him an ultimatum or maybe she got pregnant first and he decided to make an honest woman out of her and marry her. Like I don't know the details. All I know is it felt rather abrupt. It felt rather abrupt. And she soon got pregnant or she soon had a baby. Like, I don't know the time frame. So, okay, whatever, cool. As he's talking about this, he then says she, again, she's from London and her family, all her family's from London, all, all of her family lives in London. So she said to him, hey, I want to take some time and visit my family in London with our baby and um, just give my our baby a chance to get to know his grandmother, because they have a, they have a baby boy, and you know some of my family members, and he's like, okay. So, sounds good. That sounds great. So she's in London as I'm speaking, <laughs> and as he was speaking too, she's in London, and she calls him on the telephone. You know, in London they say telephone, they don't say phone, right? So he she calls him on the telephone, and tells him, I'm not returning to New York. Did you hear? Did you hear me, guys? I'm not returning to New York. I'm staying in London, in London town. Ch- 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 cheerio! I'm staying in London. Huh? <laughs> With our child, that I did not have a say so in you making this this epic move. I'm staying in London. Bye. Ch- ch- cheerio. What? And that it was at that moment when I heard that, like somehow my ears were still engaged, even though I was like on other apps on my phone and just not a hundred percent engaged in the in the podcast. But when I heard that part, I st- 
I stood up. I'm like, wait, hold up. Nigga, what? What what happened? So she says that to him. He is telling the story and he's saying that very calmly. And I don't know how long ago this was. Like maybe it was a month ago. Even like, I still think that's still recent. Still recent. But it was still at a point where at a point when he is just very just nonchalant as he's delivering the story. And he's rationalizing it with the other guests on the show. And he's saying how he always gives the advice of being a righteous man. And by righteous, meaning not letting your emotions overwhelm you, standing true to who you are, not letting anything or anyone take you out of character, and just doing your best to stay grounded despite what's going on. And okay, I can respect that. That's fine. But nigga, what? You just took my child. And so he also said how, like, technically he could sue her. He could bring the courts, bring the legal system into the situation and say she kidnapped my ch- my son. She kidnapped my child. And I want her arrested. I want her back. And so he thought, like, these thoughts were coming out as he was saying this. And his rationale for that was that, well, she is the primary caregiver of our child because she was a stay-at-home mom. She was this very, um, just very attentive mother, attentive parent in general. And he's a comedian, um, even though he he also works a full-time job. So he's doing a lot of different things and not as engaged of a parent as he could be because of his schedule, because of his lifestyle, etc. So he, even though he thought to himself, like he could very well bring the courts involved and have her arrested and have her charged, he thought otherwise and said, you know, this is not going to benefit our child because our child still needs his mother and she is the caregiver, the primary caregiver, and it just makes more sense to just have have it be what it is which on one hand okay but on another hand on principle nigga I would still do I would still call 911 what's your emergency my emergency is my bitch ass ex-wife soon to be ex-wife stole our baby that's on principle what I would have done that's on principle I just don't understand I think God knew what he was doing when he decided to make me a woman I really do. I there's no way in hell I wouldn't be beating bitches up. I I don't I mean, not for the same thing. Like, I'm sorry. There's no way in hell I wouldn't be beating bitches up. This is worthy of a smackdown. Do you hear me? Do you fucking hear me? You how dare you? How dare you? Now, let's let's wind it back because at what point aren't you thinking, wait, what happened for her to suddenly switch up on him and just say, psych, I'm not returning to New York. Ha ha ha, nigga. Like, what happened? Um, he rationalizes it and says, so she, growing up, she comes from a biracial household. I think her mother's white and her father is black. And uh, her mother decided, did the same thing that she's doing now. Her mother distanced and strained the relationship between her father 
and she had to deal with that resentment, that abandonment. And I don't know if she ever rekindled with her father. I don't know if her father's still living. I don't know any of that, but there's a pattern here. And so he is finding rationale in her choices because she is still repeating traumatic events that took place in her uh, younger years, which, okay, great, you're a philosopher. Sounds good. Call the cops. That's not okay. And this is what I don't like about men sometimes. I understand, you you know, we live in a world where men can't speak up anymore. <laughs> like, not to sound like a pick me, but there is an attack on men and the authority of men and the just the, the just the masculine divineness of men. There is an attack on that. So, I mean, God knew what he was doing. Again, by not making me a man. And... I think because of that, he is not able to really fight because he wants to be as calm and collected and not appear aggressive or whatever it is. And I just think to myself, like, you know, what happened that led to her even doing that? So then he talks about, because there was other guests on the show and some this other guest asked questions and he was... So, uh, Dante Nero was talking about a therapy session that he had with his wife, and uh, it was very hostile, to say the least. Uh, she was upset at him. Well, she was, like, talking down to him, and he shut it down and embarrassed the shit out of her. He was basically saying, you wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for me. You living the life that you live here in New York wouldn't have happened had you not married me, had you not been with me, and just kind of shitting on her, making her feel like, you ain't shit without me. Like, you need me to survive. And he delivered in a way that was very emphatic, that was very matter-of-fact, and embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Whether true or not, it's just like, ooh, yikes, you know? So he's doing that, and I believe there had to have been strong discord between them, strong hostility between them. And she just had enough and decided, you know, I'm going to put on this guise of, oh, I just want to see my mother and my and papa, however they speak in London, and make it seem like, oh, I'm just ha introducing our child to my side of the family, when in reality, her guise was to, I'm going to bring, pack up all my shit and bring my, bring our child there. And I'm never going to return because I hate him. I hate this marriage because of course, why would she be upfront and say that to him while they're, um, while they're still living in the same state, he's going to fight back and she's going to have to deal with that. And that's going to be a whole battle. So why not be sneaky? It's going to be easier that way. Right? So then she's, she did that, and she successfully did that. She's in London, and he is not. And so he's now just sitting in this in this decision that was made before him, that was made for him, and he's working around the schedule to find more time that he could be in London and still be a part of his child's life at some point. And he's also rationalizing by saying, the, their child is going to grow and resent his mother because he's going to eventually ask the question, where's my dad? Where's my dad? Where's my dad? 
and he's going to come to find out the truth. God willing, if, you know, everyone is still alive at that point. It's just really disturbing to me. So this just speaks to pettiness. Like, again, I don't think she left to go to London because she just up and decided it. I think there was a lot of down, uh, just downs and downtroddenness in their marriage that she had had enough with. And he didn't really like say every detail as much as she, as much as he should have or could have. And so that definitely played a part. It factored into her decision. I just it just sucks because now you have a child who has to piece all of these all of this information together and figure out wait, did my dad love me? How come he's not here? How come And then you also have to think about well some people will say, oh, well, the the dad should, the man, the father should always still fight for his child, and it doesn't matter, there's no excuse, there's no way a woman, a mother could get in the way of my love and my desire to have a great, healthy, loving, nurturing relationship with my child. And it's like, that's not fucking true. That's not fucking true. You have, again, a court system that is designed for women and not for men when it comes to this specifically. Now, don't get don't get me into, well, what about when men are accused of raping and murdering women and the man gets a year or two and if he's highly connected, then he probably won't even get a jail sentence. We're not talking about that. <laughs> that shit's fucked up, right? Damn. No, but... We're talking about specifically child custody. Women, the mother is more in favor than the father. And so you have a lot of things riding against the father from being able to be an active, engaged, loving role in their child's life. And now you just have to deal with that. It's just when all these are just examples of when petty goes wrong. And it's just very disturbing to me that we are having... I'm not saying we, right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Panasha in this. No, but I'm just, I like to say we because, you know, proverbial we. But it's just very sad that you have a lot of men out here choosing to impregnate women whom are not fully there, who have a lot of growing up to do. And you know what he did say? He admit that he had a baby with her so soon because, like I said, everything happened so abruptly and just very quickly with her that I just was very taken aback that he was married again because this is his second wife. And uh, he said that the insecurity of being 50, being in his 50s and not having any children got to him and it made him feel pressure to go ahead and just marry this woman and have a child with her and make it intentional because all these years him not having a child by now was intentional right he could have been had children he just decided not to and now at this point in his 50s he probably felt like I'm missing out and I really want to experience fatherhood and what if I never get to experience it? Maybe this is my one and only opportunity and that gets to you. So insecurity just definitely needs to be a part of the conversation and it's just also unfortunate. Everything is just so unfortunate and again, it's just an example of when petty goes wrong. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you guys for listening to another Podmas episode. I will check in with you all tomorrow.